Welcome to Meet the Filmmakers at the Apple Store, Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome tonight's guest moderator, Craig Stevens. You are so kind, but most of you are just disappointed that I'm not Sam, aren't you? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Hey, listen, welcome to a very, very special evening. Uh, we have a Q&A for the incredible chiller that is The Quiet Ones. Uh, you are going to love it. And also, if you have questions, make sure they are ready because we are going to be joined very soon uh, by the producer of the movie and two of its stars. Uh, one you may know from Mad Men, uh, from Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows. The other one has been part of two of the biggest movie franchises of our lifetime, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and, of course, the Hunger Games. But before we meet them, take a look at the incredible thriller that is... The Quiet Ones. What is the supernatural? What if you could prove that the supernatural was merely a manifestation of what already exists in the mind? If we can cure one patient, we cure all mankind. What story are you looking for? Are you a believer? I suppose I don't know what I believe in. I hope you don't scare easily. Welcome to the experiment. What's wrong with her? She was abandoned. She remembers nothing from her past. Families would keep her for a bit. Then things would happen. Don't look into her eyes. Don't say anything to her. She's very dangerous. What if she's just a vessel? You're not alone, are you? There's something there with you, isn't there? What is it? There's something bad inside of me. You're scared because you can't explain what you see. You will need your strength for what lies ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, they always say be careful about the quiet ones. Please welcome the film's producer, Simon Oakes, and its stars, Jared Harris and Sam Claflin. <laughs> gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Take a seat. That was all just for you, Simon. They were only screaming for you, sir. Uh, welcome to the Apple Store, gentlemen. Um, first of all, we just saw the trailer, and it is blooming scary. Let's be fair, it's a blooming scary. Um, it says at the beginning of the, of the trailer, it's inspired by actual events. Is that one of the things that makes an audience go, wow, I know I'm in for a bit of a thrill ride? Because when there's an element of depth and truth in it, somehow it, it, it adds some gravitas to any good chiller. Yeah, I think so. I think the, um, the fact that it, it is based on, on true events, events that we know happened, um, I think that adds a thrill to it, and um, I think people, it's great for marketing the movie, but it's also great for, for John and the team and, and the writers involved. So yeah, I think it adds a, a certain sort of uh, twist to it, for sure. 
Um, how aware were you of, of the actual events? Did you, did you kind of know much about this story, uh, gentlemen, when you kind of came on board? Did you know anything about the original stories? Uh, I, I, there's a book called uh, Finding Philip that I read that, that, that uh, Aaron based it, the, the screenplay on. I read that, which was really interesting because, uh, um, you know, it was a genuine experiment to, to do what th the character tries to do in the movie, which was to replicate supernatural or you know, paranormal events from a human agency rather than supernatural agency, and, and they were successful. Um, uh, but um, the, the, the sort of vital difference was that in, in the real experiment, the, the person who was running it, his job was to make sure that nothing sinister or untoward happened, and he would end the sessions when something um, unpleasant started to happen. And, and of course, in our story, they put a completely unreliable person <laughs> like myself in charge of the experiment to make sure that nasty things do happen. Yeah, and, and they do. Um, <laughs> let's be fair. Was that something that attracted you, Sam, to when, when you read the script? You sort of go, well, this is... Because it is a chiller movie that we haven't really seen before. It does go in a different direction to any other horror, for lack of a better word, than we've seen. I mean, uh, yeah, for me, w what I really enjoyed about the script was that, A, that it was set in the 70s, so it was set in the past, and something that I really, really like and enjoy about, like, films set in that era is that we don't have the technology and the, the, connect the connection to the, w like, the real world that we have now. You couldn't get on your phone and tweet, oh, my God, there's a ghost in the house. Like, you know, whereas... And I enjoy the fact that it is so simple and so kind of uh, minimalistic, you know, in that sense. Um, Equally, I, I found that there, every character in it was very real and uh, believable. Uh, and the whole situation was believable. I mean, the fact that it is based on true events does sort of fill you with some sort of knowledge that, and safety that, you know, it's, it is something that can happen. I mean, not necessarily the uh, supernatural part of it, necessarily. Um, I mean, I'm personally a non-believer. But, um, you know, it, it can happen. And people have had experiences similar. And I think that, that makes for a more interesting film. So... Non-believer? No, no, I'm a believer. No, I think I think it's, uh, you know the other thing about He's it was the president of Hammer. Of I course, he has to be. Yeah, I was going to say this is <laughs> this is the man. That, that sounds like uh, a trick. Sounds like a trick question to me. That, that, that runs the studio. If he doesn't believe, none of us should. <laughs> no, I definitely uh, believe. No, listen. I think also the thing that attracted us, and and I'm sure I know Sam and, and John over there, the director John Pogue and, and and Jared, was the fact that you know in the early 70s, all those urban myth movies like the o the Omen and the Exorcist really changed the way people saw the genre. You know. And, uh, and certainly for Hammer to come back, besides some other pictures we've made that you know about, um, this was a sort of a real return to sort of a special period of, of genre movies. So that was really, that was very cool. Uh, one thing that's also really clever about this film is it, it doesn't rely on any kind of shock gore, uh, which, which horror movies seem to have taken a, a vicious turn for over the last kind of five or ten years. It seemed to be more about how much blood you can get in a movie as opposed to how jumpy a movie was. It, was that something that you guys were, were pleased about, that, that Hammer particularly, you know, things like The Woman in Black, it's about what's scary as opposed to what's nasty? Um, I mean, I, th I think, like, gory horror films are a necessity in the world as much as action movies are, you know, as much as you don't necessarily... 
uh, you're not necessarily able to connect with the lead characters because it's a very sort of CGI, a big explosion or lots of blood and guts. And, it, 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 you know, you can go and watch a film and not have to think about it, you know. But at the same time, I, I personally enjoy films that leave me kind of wondering if this could happen in my life and, you know, leaves me thinking at the end of a film. Um, and like I said, for me, I personally loved the journey that my character went on and, in fact, all the characters go through. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think it allows you to kind of, you're able to relate to said characters and said situations more so than, you know, a film where your arm gets chopped off, but you're still running and then you get shot five times and then your head comes off, you know, I think. And I they're think still breathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're, yeah, still, they're still going. Still That's going. the weird bit. I think the, um, I th yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this earlier that, that I think that, you know, the very best genre movies, you know, you might call them horror movies, whatever you want to call them, if you care about the characters, um, as I think you do in this film, and particularly the interaction between you know, Jared and Sam's character and Olivia and, and so forth, it makes, it, people get more emotionally invested in it, so that when it is scary, then it lands much, much better. It's difficult to talk about your character, Jared, really, isn't it? Because we don't <laughs> want to give too, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> I agree, it is difficult to talk about. They'll keep a secret, Jared. Jared's like, secret. yeah, I'm not going to talk about it, I'm going to be in the pub if you need but, me. But, you know, <laughs> I do play the bad guy. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's a lovely professor, and I bet, if, if are any of you uh, studying right now? Would you like Jared as your professor? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Jared, they're not. They're actually physically no. scared of you. Yeah. Uh, Jared's wife's and over there, and be. even she's going, He's taught me nothing. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, is, is that something, because obviously, you know, if we could talk about your body of work, sir, and it is a fine body of work. So when roles come to you, particularly something like this, is it because it is something different that you want to get involved with? What is your main attraction to a role like this? Um, well, it wasn't the money for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how true that is. We I'm can cut that bit. We can paid. cut that bit. Oh, I'm hoping it does well so we can get paid. Um, <laughs> and they think I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> um, it was... Sam's it was on the, the end going, Hunger Games, dream on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to break up uh, a happy movie. <laughs> It was, it was that the, you, you got to feel a whole load of different things about this character and, and that um, he, he was, uh, at one stage, he's the, the, the authority and the expert and then that becomes challenged and you think that he's a phony and then actually that he, his uh, premise is, is proven true but then the whole thing starts to go out of control and, uh, and you, you know, you, you got to show a lot of different colours. Often when... You know, bad, bad guys in movies, if they're just straightforward bad guys, they're not great parts. But if you get to humanise the character, they're really, really good parts. And they, they generally are the ones that everybody wants to play because you get to play with the audience's feelings about your character and take them through a lot of different, uh, different colours, if you like. So they're, they're really, really good fun to do. And you get to do stuff that you can't do in normal life. It's fantastic. <laughs> like keep a woman trapped in it doesn't matter. It was Let's not go there. X, it was I for wish science, I could. And she, and she was willing. Sam, can I just point out? Sam's going. I wish I could. There's about a thousand women in this building that were going. I'll be locked in your room. It's not that kind of movie. It is that kind of movie. But you get the idea. <laughs> well, Sam, well, what is it for you then? Because obviously, and we mentioned this. We mentioned this earlier. You're part of two of, of, of the biggest kind of franchise movies, if you like, of, of our time. You know, they are you know the pirates movies and of course the hunger games movies so when when these roles come your way is it is it the meaty grittier roles 
uh, that uh, appeal to you? Do, do those kind of blockbusters allow and pave a way for you to do stuff that you really want to get your teeth into? If, if I'm 100% honest, I haven't really thought about this. Uh, like, it's like I've kind of come up with some then sort of... Then you can lie. Just yeah, lie. Well, but it feels like I have come up with some sort of super plan. But basically, Pirates was an audition like any... I would have literally played a tree... Uh, in in the Snow White movie, had you know before Pirates came along, and I just auditioned like I did auditioned for any anything, expecting it not to happen, and then got a phone call saying come to Los Angeles. So it, it kind of just paved the way for another franchise movie, which was Snow White and the Huntsman, and then another one, Hunger Games. It just you know it's just happened. I've not I've not like specifically gone out to find it. Um, but what's great is that, you know, especially with this movie, it's the first sort of intimate movie I'd had, you know, with a small cast and a, an intimate crew and, you know, a great production company, fo like, following behind and, uh, you know, to challenge myself in new ways and do something completely different, you know, I, is, is my intention at the, at the moment. Um, obviously, Hunger Games, we're back doing that again. And, but, you know, there's also a sort of foray of different genres that I have coming out this year, which is quite exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hugely like, well, I, I can't wait for everyone to sort of see this film and sort of give us their opinions, obviously, so. You say intimate, it's only intimate because only Jared's intimate. check is quite big <laughs> and that made the rest of the movie quite intimate. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, I mean, when it comes to, to, to roles, and obviously uh, this may be more aimed at you, Jared, because obviously, you know, this, this wider spectrum of a career, you've worked with Spielberg, you know, you're kind of doing the new The Man From U.N.C.L.E. series as well that's, that's coming out. There is a fine array and, and, and curious case of Benjamin Button as well. D does director and, and production take on a big reason for you picking a role as well? Is it, is it working with new people that's very important to you? Um. Yeah, you 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 want to work. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of different reasons why to say yes to something, and um, but one of the main reasons is that you want to work with really good people. You want to work with good directors because they are the ones who you're going to hand over your work to, and then they'll rewrite the script for the last time in the editing room. Uh, you want to you you want to feel um, you want to be with uh, with good actors and in good company, always in good company. So. Um, and uh, and again, uh, you know, on this one, our directors standing back there, John Pogue. Uh, he 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 was incredibly collaborative and um, uh, he welcomed all of our ideas. He he, you know, in that brilliant way that uh, people know how to handle um, uh, people who are asking for lots of stuff. He would never say no. He would just shove stuff to the side and move on, you know, <laughs> or, or or take stuff on board and 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 work it into the the story or or the the, the ideas for scenes and stuff like that. So you want a collaboration like that. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it, 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 you basically uh, you want to work with good people. I mean, it's very interesting that because John Pogo, obviously the the director we just mentioned, also a rather fine screenwriter. You know, some of the stuff that he's written is incredible. If you look through, he's over there, so it's really awkward saying such nice things about him. Um, but he but he has, you know, his CV is incredible when it comes to screenwriting. So how much? When you say collaboration, how much input are you guys allowed into your character? Or is he going? Hang on a minute. Have you seen my work? I'm a great screenwriter. Don't touch that. It's perfect the way it is. He doesn't talk like that, by the way, so just bear that in mind. <laughs> the truth? <laughs> Tell the truth. Um, well, I don't think that anyone really likes uh, 
<laughs> someone suggesting uh, new stuff because it th they arrived at their ideas after a lot of thought. Um, but he he, there was quite a big rewrite that went on on my character, and and that we worked on together. Um, and um, and and mostly what it was was that I felt that the you, you had to you had to believe the science, you had to believe the experiment. And although nowadays the the universities don't have the parapsychology departments, back in the 70s, a lot of universities, big universities all over the world, had parapsychology departments, and it was a legitimate form of experiment. And um, and it was it was it was considered on the fringes of science, but it was still uh, a legitimate form. And we wanted to present the experiment through the the perspective of the time rather than our own cynical view. And and it uh, and it was mostly to do with that. Wouldn't you say? Or uh I think the um, <coughs> I think the other thing is you know, and it's it's worth you know. Um, telling the audience this, and this happens a lot. I mean, the gestation of this film was was not a quick thing. Uh, I mean, we acquired the script originally, um, I guess, five years ago or longer. Um, and you'll see on the credits a number of different writers, and it goes through a process trying to sort of land it in the way that Jared's talking about to make. We knew there was a terrific idea because it was based on based on true events and incredible and interesting characters and their dynamic. But it was wasn't until John came on board, John Pogue, and then was working in England and transposing it to Oxford in 1974 and then casting and then Jared and Sam coming on board and Olivia and so forth, he began to really speak in the way that, that he talks about. And it's just interesting with, with movies, you know, you're seeing it now, but it's taken a, a whole series of events and people's input to get where we are now. Uh, and John, you know, absolutely nailed it. Um, we talked about it, it, the fact it's set in 1974. Was that, that almost feels like a character in the film. The, 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 the decade, if you like, feels like a character. Was that something that you guys had to go, hang on, what was it like in 1974? Like, you remember 1974 if I you remember, can. unfortunately. No, you don't. <laughs> God I, bless I, I you. I definitely do. I definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm guessing back in 1974, the scariest thing was probably decor. And now... Well, that, that was... A, actually, that, I was looking forward to that. It was all those wild clothes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. You wanted... <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to wear them. They got to wear them. But I was, uh, th that was a great... You can, have, you can have enormous fun with those sorts of things. I mean, and, you know, and especially in a film like this where it, it is... It gets very serious and very heavy that when you can find lighter notes to put in, which can be in terms of what people are wearing or the music that they're listening to, that we laugh at or we find it amusing, the fashion of uh, 20, 30 years ago. And uh, that's all, there's all great little notes to have in, a, in something like this. Uh, please say they were always your first choice, but um, <laughs> let's talk a little they bit were, about the casting and how, you, and how you found them and how you discovered and how you, you, you know, these were the guys that were right for the quiet ones. Ooh, On the up. spot now. Steady mate. tiger. <laughs> steady tiger. <laughs> Well, okay, there's going to be a lot of shit. Well, actually, no, this is true. I mean, he knows this. He knows this. I'm in a, I'm in a room with I'm I'm in a room with my colleague over there, Ben Holden, who produced the movie with us. And um, shout out for Ben. Um, and we talked about we we sort of Copeland was going to be the focal point, the building block for the casting. And um, I've known Jared for a long time, and um, great friend of his and the fam his families and brother Damien and so forth. And I just we discussed it and said, look. You know, Jared would be terrific for this. Um, there wasn't an open casting on it. And that's that's the truth. We went straight to Jared, who we thought would just you know give the the whole thing focus and ballast, 
and so forth. He read it and then began a, a relationship and, and discussions with John over there. So that started. Um, and then the rest of it, honestly, was, was, was open casting. I mean, um, we got a terrific uh, casting director called Sasha Robertson who came in. And I met you outside doing a roll-up. Oh, you're really, I've got to do this, I'm going to take the piss now. And you're really, probably not allowed to do that anymore, are you? No. no. Do you have you really outside my office? Clean living Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and he, you know, he walked in, you know, literally walked into our life and, and, that was, and, and that was it. And then everything else was open casting. Olivia, um, Rory, Aaron, you know, um, John was writing in our office at the time, transposing the piece to, and so forth and working on it. So, um, it was the normal process, uh, and, and a very, very, very happy one. Uh, and what was about for you? You know, what was that audition like for you? Walking in, going, "Hang on, I'm going to be part of of a horror movie," because it is something slightly different to what you've done before. It's it's strange. You know what? It's so strange when you audition. In a sense, you don't, because I only had like a few days with the script and before my audition, so I sort of read the script as quickly as I could, and then you try and try and prepare a character on the knowledge you have, but you're usually in the process of doing something else and so it, 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 it's quite limited timing wise but um i think progressively like as i was lucky enough to have that offer out um you know i could then start trying to build a character and again having conversations with john and as you sort of hear other characters and i actually had an opportunity to read with olivia for the character of harper um so the moment you kind of find the chemistry in the room there and then you're like you literally meet them five seconds before you act together and then you kind of part ways until you start filming. Um, but it was great for me to be a part of that process to have like been through auditions with a few of the other girls. Um, and Olivia was number one choice. Like, I mean, she was incredible. And uh, like literally, I remember me and John having a conversation afterwards and he said, what, what you know, wh who do you think? I was like, Olivia, like Olivia's nailed, hands down, like who I, I think would be perfect for that part. Uh, but also someone who I know that I can work with and I think, there is chemistry there, and you know, I think one thing led to another, obviously, and here we are. But the, the, I mean, the other thing I'd say is that you know, we, um, we were in a fortunate position. We were, we were financing the picture with our, our friends' traveling picture company over from America, and, and we didn't have to, we were not dependent like a lot of movies are. We wanted to cast the people we wanted, and that's exactly what happened. So it's not just for the purposes of this and every other interview that you'll hear in the next couple of days, that's exactly what happened. This is the only interview they'll hear in the next oh, yes, couple of days. So yeah. All <laughs> others are, are pointless. Um, <laughs> Olivia, it's not. Um, Olivia is, is, is such a pinnacle role, though. Her, you know, her, her performance is, is very much a lot of the weight of the film is down to her because if you don't believe her, you don't necessarily believe you guys. So was that a lot of pressure for her? Bearing in mind, she is, you know, she is a, a relative newcomer in the world. I mean, she's fantastic in things like the Bates Motel. If you've seen the series, she's incredible in it. But how aware of, of her work were you and, and, and knowing that pressure that was put on her? I mean, for me, it was, it was literally, we did a, a chemistry read and I, I knew her potential from that, you know, from that one meeting. Um, I mean, the, the scenes that she had to do during that audition, went through every emotion that that character had to go through. You know, there was, I think it was two or three scenes um, and you, you saw the, the, the sort of beautiful, innocent side of her there. And then you saw the more powerful uh, and, and sort of scarier side of her character, you know, um, and then equally like a loving, scared child. So it was, it, she had everything down like day one. And so I knew that it was in sa the safest hands it could be basically. Um, and even if it was a challenge to her, she sort of took it on with, took it, grabbed it with both hands and wrestled the bull to the ground. You know, she really 
handled it very well. I Which think. is ironically what your character would like to have done to her, from what I gather from the movie. Um, there is a moment in the movie which is that looks quite awkward for you. Uh, do you know the moment I mean? Do you want to do you want to tell them maybe the awkward moment for you? Because I'm guessing it was more awkward to film it than it was for us to watch it. I'd say you should just watch the film. You know, I, I'm definitely not a man who who uh, likes to kiss and tell. Um, but no, I know exactly which moment you mean, and I have to admit, yes, it was slightly awkward to be a part of that. Um, but also because very like from a certain point of that scene, uh, I'm not on camera. I literally stood behind the screen because I didn't want to put her off. Um, so, but it was fine. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old behind the screen thing. <laughs> uh, and Jared, With the let's people. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared, there's there's a couple of moments for you, you saucy little thing. Yeah, lucky little thing, I'd say. Well, I would say lucky as well, but I didn't. You know, my wife is going to see this at some point. I'd, <laughs> I'd oh, like yeah, to I'm go home. home. Your wife. It's too late. Your wife She's knows gone. everything. She's already left. She's, She's already left. There. She yeah. heard that. She heard that. If there's a divorce lawyer in the room, we'd be grateful. Um, I'm unneeded. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but again, is that is that easy to do those parts of a performance? Because there are some, you know, there must be very difficult as, a, as an actor that does such deep, meaningful characters. But then there are moments you've got to do things for the sake of the role. And it's it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this you're guy, going this with this. Guy you going know with. where I'm going. Um, there's a tree, it, there's you, oh, and yes. there's a lady. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> there wasn't a, a menage a trois by no, any means. No, the tree <laughs> had... <laughs> with the tree. The tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tree from Lord right. of the Rings. It comes out. Doesn't matter. Can we you're change the subject? at your own suggestion. I know, I know. Uh, it's just because I dreamt about the tree just for a second there. I w you wished you were the tree. Just the, um, Who doesn't love a good leaf? You know... <laughs> They're, they're, normally they're pretty awkward to do those scenes, um, but um, you just hope that the director will say cut early enough, <laughs> which he he would he would uh, he would he would toy with us in the way that all good directors do. Some level, wouldn't you say that all directors are sort of sadists in some part? Of them? <laughs> wouldn't you agree with that? <laughs> He's not admitting. He's to backed it. away. He's I mean, back he, away. he wrote this script, yeah, so his, his, his dreams in. brought to life, basically. And I think there's probably <laughs> a director's cut where the tree has a whole bigger part. Um, that came out wrong. Um, I I had the pleasure once of talking to Christopher Lee, and he he said to me um, that sometimes what's the scariest through the lens is actually the funniest oh, the yes. other side yes he said oh, you know it's it's almost hilarious yes. to be part of but when you see it through the lens it's a very different feeling what was that moment for each of you i, I think i could say without question it was the scene where where didn't we mind about giving stuff away or not uh, <laughs> lady there just went yes uh, jared <laughs> Uh, well, there's a scene later on, uh, late in the movie, where we all had to act like complete and utter maniacs. And, um, it didn't make the cut. It, you know, it did make the cut. I've seen it, mate. Um, and uh, uh, it was just fantastic fun because you, in those moments, you can overact your heart out. They, there is no such thing as too much or too big. They're, they're really, really, really good fun to do. Wouldn't you say? I think I know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it was. It got tough. Um, <laughs> I mean, the toughest thing that I found, but also the funniest thing that I found personally was when we were, you know, in the midst of the the experiment. And again, I won't give too much away. Um, but uh, we needed some sound effects. Oh, that was fantastic. We, yeah. you know, obviously <laughs> on a horror film, you have to imagine that we don't have 
the music played for us. It's not like a keyboardist by the side of the... the <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da. <laughs> um, and we also didn't have the real sound effects of like something that may or may not have been in the room. Um, however, we did have a very, very, like, an amazing uh, sort of vocalist in our director uh, <laughs> who decided that he was going to voice some of the sound effects. Um, so, and bless him, he started losing his voice on said day. Uh, so you'd hear this screech, <laughs> scrape. So I think the fact that we were all trying our hardest, A, not to laugh at each other's scared faces for a good five hours, but like to try not to <laughs> giggle and to act scared to a man who, bless him, <laughs> tried his really, hardest yes. to, to get us scared uh, into yeah. that position. It was, it was very funny. It was very, very you funny. You do feel really ridiculous. <laughs> and you you have to embrace that part of it, and the you know the fact that you're making a complete and utter ass out of yourself, <laughs> and and the only sort of safety you has is that you look across the room and you see the other person feels exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any point? Yeah, I, I, we spoke to many um, actors that get deep into the role and they do that thing where they go, well, we won't we won't hang out together off set, and we you know I'm I'm the the, the teacher, you're the, you're, you know, you're the, you're the pupil. Was that the same? Were you, did you treat each other yeah, that way? Yeah, I was way? a complete and utter asshole the whole time. <laughs> I hate him yeah. now. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> no, we yeah. were very, it was very low budget, you know, so we, we created like bunk beds and, and we had them in little bunks together <laughs> in one room. So Sam was there yeah. and, and Jared and then, you know, we just... It was a fight to who got the top fight who bunk. got the top bunk. <laughs> and I won. Uh, but actually, I will say that um, what was amazing about my character is that he's the cameraman throughout the, the experiment. And what was great, you know, obviously wasn't on camera for some of it, so I was behind camera feeding lines to the actors, but John would constantly sort of ask my, like, ask my opinion on, is this how you'd shoot the film? They also allowed me great uh, a great opportunity to actually film some of the takes, uh, so I'd get an, under so the cinematographer could sit and watch exactly every movement that I had so he'd know what to react to and what to what he'd shoot and where he'd shoot. So obviously, when the pretty ladies were on, I, you know, how if I'd check them out and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, John's John's sort of collaborative uh, nature really allowed me to kind of get more involved behind the camera as much as I was in front of the camera. So, I mean, you know, a, a hugely, a hugely sort of eye-opening experience for me and something that is he's made me realize that I kind of want to. You want to Eventually. He I mean, wants to direct. I'm saying when I'm like 90 the or something. Ego oh, he wants to direct, not another one. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Sam, you're using this interview to pitch your own career. <laughs> Anyone uh, got any good scripts? As long as he stars in it. He's got to act in it as well. I, see, that's one thing I couldn't do. If I did end up directing, I could never direct myself. So I think, you know, it's a you bit... You say that so now. We have ways of making <laughs> you do it. <laughs> I'd be perfect. Yeah. I'm going to write the script... Act yeah. in it, no. star in it. Now you're talking. Produce yeah. it and direct. You move the decimal point on Jared's check and he'll do all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, we're going to open it up to these guys in a second, but one thing before, before we do, I wonder if we could just ask you, what is it about uh, the horror genre or more the, the, the supernatural genre, for lack of a better word, I, I don't know how you would describe these movies now, um, that we love so much because we have taken, a, like we said earlier, a real love towards these type of movies now, and particularly with the Hammer films. They're yeah. not gory. They're not. No, no. They're no. Not, uh, well, listen. Know. I think you know. Um, you know, I've gone on record since we we bought Hammer, and it had been this amazing company, um, this production company that started sort of in the 30s, then in the 50s for 20, 30 years. It made it sort of was synonymous with with gothic, what's called gothic horror, but it was never gory. And um, we had this idea that what would happen is that if we brought Hammer back, it wouldn't be about you know body count. 
you know, it wouldn't be what they call, you know, gonography or torture porn. It would be right. character driven. It would be story driven. Um, it would be screenplays that would attract great actors, <clears throat> great directors um, that we had on this film and others. So, so that's really what it is. And I said to you earlier, I think that if, if the stories are compelling and if the characters are compelling and people care about these people that uh, Sam and, uh, and Jared and others are playing, then I think that we've got a, a great chance of success. I was going to say, one of, the, one of the beautiful things about this film is we do feel like, Sam, is, is almost, you're the voice of the audience. You know, we're, we're going Absolutely. on the journey with you and, and we feel for you, uh, you know, alongside the professor when you're being you. <laughs> Just you. Yeah, I don't want to give anything Just away. Just him over the head with that <laughs> chest all... <laughs> Um, just quickly, we're going to open it up to you guys. I'm sure you have uh, a thousand questions, but just w very quickly, uh, favourite horror movie or, or favourite scary movie of all time? Of all time? Well, I, I personally think the Blair Witch Project really connected with me because it was the first of its kind, you know, told through the eyes of the, you know, the, the actual actors or the characters. And I think I just remember leaving that and being left like emotionally, physically, and mentally scarred, like thinking that was gonna happen to me. Every time I walked through the woods, I was like, oh my God. Like I see twigs, like coincidentally, like lying on the floor, and I'm not thinking they're like turn into some sort of witch character. I don't know. I didn't want to camp for a long, long time. And and an element of seasickness. <laughs> that could be taken so wrong, I was gonna say. Now I love camping. Now he loves camping. <laughs> please, please don't Google Sam camp. Um, Jared. Sam Camp, that sounds great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Summer Camp. <laughs> and, if, and if Sam Camp doesn't exist, don't send your kids there. <laughs> Jared, what about for you? Uh, God, I, I mean, I remember seeing Night of the Living Dead when I was a kid. Uh, way too young, I was eight. I, I, I couldn't sleep for probably a year afterwards. Um, I remember The Others, I remember The Others was great. Yeah. Uh, the Changeling. That was a fantastic, uh, the, uh, the one with George C. Scott. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah um, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, you know, Jaws for me was a horror movie. Um, I mean, there were, for me, the, the the better horror movies are lean more towards suspense rather than trying to shock you with something awful. You know, I I don't like that violence porn or torture porn. I can't watch it. So. And stuff that exists within your mind that you, you live with afterwards and you try and you turn it over in your mind and try and figure it out as why did it upset me. Uh, th those have much greater effect than something where you just lock people's heads off or stuff like that. Uh, well, on the assumption you don't mean any film that we are talking about today or uh, we've made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Available now on DVD. Available now on DVD, exactly. <laughs> no, I think, I think um, you know, I agree with everything what you said, uh, Jared said about the type of film. So for me, The Devil Rides Out, Dennis Wheatley, I thought that was that really spooked me as, as, as a sort of teenager. And then um, The Shining, you know, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. I mean, Jaws, I agree with the best monster movie ever made, Jaws. You know, so yeah. Night of the Demon. Night of the Demon, Night excellent. The Plague of the Zombies, that's another cracker. Yeah. I could go on. Yeah. Lots of them. Um, we have so many questions from you guys, I'm sure. Uh, we have microphones passing around. Does any of you have a question? Uh, should we go to this lovely lady at the front there? Okay, as a sort of psych major, not to be like pretentious or anything, but um, I was wondering for the whole panel, did you study any of the sort of real life cases like Zimbardo's prison experiment or Stanley Milgram's experiment or anything like that? 
Okay, you're talking another language. <laughs> uh, I, I personally haven't heard of any of those, but I have I have seen a fair few documentaries about like um, parents who believe their kids are possessed and like or, or, or kids that have seen. Some reason I watch a lot of documentaries about kids. I've just realised. Um, um, but don't Google that either. <laughs> no, <laughs> they go to Sam Camp. Um, but no, like it's 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 like kids who believe they can see the future or, or, or like you know that sort of stuff um, but I'm not too overly familiar with a lot of like the history into psychology is that, is that what psych's short for? We, um, we, yeah, we did dis uh, discuss a, lo a lot of those uh, experiments uh, I, d I discussed them with John because there's a section of the story where you're supposed to think that maybe the real experiment is being done on those guys who are allowing this to carry on and that um, that you're supposed maybe what you're watching is the, st uh, the Stanford experiment or something like that. So yeah, we we talked about those a lot because it was an important little a little small uh, passage that you pass through in the story of what you think you're watching. And for you, Simon. I mean, he, um, Jared just answered it, and it's a very good question. And I'd like to know all those other experiments, because we might make those into movies as well. <laughs> <laughs> so just give us a note after. Okay? You're hired. <laughs> You're hired. But and it's, it's also something I'm, I am interested in. I, I have a lot of friends who have had supernatural experiences with ghosts or whatever, and I, I, I always love to hear those stories. I think it's hugely, like, in, it's very interesting. And unfortunately, it's something I've never experienced personally, but like, I think it's... Yeah, it's interesting hearing someone's, you know, personal experiences. I think it's always, always hugely, I'll say interesting once more, interesting. Um, my question is for Sam. Uh, I wanted to know if you had any similarities with your character, Brian? Uh, yes and no. Uh, we look kind of similar. Um, <laughs> other than that, no, not really. Uh, no, but I mean, he is curious. Uh, he's also, to begin with, a non-believer, which is something that, again, I would sort of say that I... I'm going through, like I, I'm a non-believer, but you know, I'm curious about what, what is out there, what could, could potentially be. Um, he's also, you know, I consider him a, a, a quite a reserved guy, and as much as you may not believe it, I, I believe that I am quite shy and quite quiet. You're right, we I, don't. I'm one of the quiet ones. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, it's, it's I, think, I, think, I think curiosity is, is his you know, uh, default, uh, and he, he also wants to be a director. Yes, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, there's that. Uh, he taught me a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think he's easily influenced as well, and I think that's something that I, I'm a sheep, I would say. I very rarely can make my own decisions. Any time I get asked, do you want this or that, I'm like, I don't know, what do you think? You know, um, and I think he's quite similar in that sense. But as he sort of goes through this journey, he de definitely starts to get, have a voice and is able to stand up to said said bad guys and like hate, uh, same character they both hate me <laughs> no and simon what did you just say <laughs> i'm just saying simon whispered to me they both have bad haircuts but i don't i mean <laughs> really i can speak from experience i don't have you said that <laughs> But I'm yes. in so much trouble with Simon Thanks, after Simon. this. Uh, who has Fucking another question? Uh, let's go to this lady here, who's Messi, just basically sorry. a massive yeah. advert for Apple. Look at you. <laughs> Hi, and my question comes from my iPad. Now that's at home, sorry. Of course it is. <laughs> just a question to the actors. Were you intimidated with the history of Hammer and the actors that have been before? 
no, I think that you, you feel confident that you're in the hands of people who know how the story they want to tell, how they want to uh, tell it, how they want to um, you know, promote that, that idea. And uh, so, no, I think that was a great comfort, you know? And I'd have to totally agree. Check of the post, boys. <laughs> I feel hugely embraced. Uh, I think, as Jared mentioned earlier, when you, when you have the opportunity to work with great people and a great production company behind you, and especially with a great name like Hammer, I'm not saying the name itself is great, but you know what I mean, a great reputation that Hammer has, uh, I definitely felt comfort in, you know, the films they brought out recently as well, Women in Black, Let Me In, they're, they're films that I enjoyed for very, very different reasons. Uh, and, you know, as we all mentioned earlier, I think you kind of want to have a character that you can believe uh, and a very character-driven piece. And I think they are the kings of that, really, especially within this genre. So I think we felt very lucky to be, have the opportunity to work together, really. Thanks, guys. Anytime. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're money for the sequel, which Sam's directing has just gone up. <laughs> uh, let's go further at the what back, because there's some people that have been waiting over there. Can we get the microphone to that lady over there? Let's pass it along. There we go. We've got time for a couple more questions. <laughs> Hello there. What's your question? Um, this question is to the actors. And I've heard from some actors, well, not personally, but on interviews that they don't watch the final product of the movie. Do you guys watch the final movie or not? I've seen it five times so far, so yes. <laughs> I, I've seen it just the once, uh, and I sat in a screening room in Los Angeles, this basically a cinema on my own in pitch black. And I have to say, even though I you know, was part of the filming process and I'd read the script and we'd filmed it and I knew exactly what was going to happen, I still jumped out of my seat like a lot. And despite the fact I knew when the scares were coming, sometimes they'd come when you didn't expect them, which is always good. You know, you're on the edge of your seat for the entire film. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and I hope you get the same experience. Can I just say as well, they, they gave me a screening of the movie earlier this week and they did that to me. I was pretty much on my own. But the difference was they all left the building. <laughs> and it's not even a joke. They all left the building and it was three or four floors down in the basement where the... <laughs> And I came out going, I don't know where anyone is. I have never been so embarrassed to be nervous and to be clinging on to a cleaner. <laughs> We're dating and it doesn't matter, but it's... it's uh, you, her and the tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's a DVD that won't be available. Uh, let's get our final question. We are running out of time. Should we go back down the front to this lady? Which, which one, Simon? I, I couldn't possibly... Pick one, Simon. Let them both go. Let them both go. Let them both oh. go. Just, yeah, both oh, of you lot are so nice. Both of you, both of you, yeah, yeah. Um, to Sam, I was, um, you once said in an interview that you don't really watch much classic uh, classic films. Um, with working with like Hammer, have you ever watched any like the classic films since then? Uh, I can't lie. Brilliant. Let's I move on to the next no. question. Oh, wow. I'll be honest. So no, it's something that I'm trying to catch busted, up on. Busted. Um, busted. But <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it's one of those things that I knew of Hammer Horror before, and I probably have seen them. But I just don't know exactly what films you guys have produced um, but uh, you know as a kid I didn't watch much films I was just playing football I, I was just playing football that's all I had all I had oh, there's a directing, his directing career has just taken his directing career has just taken a massive dive do you guys know I can sing <laughs> news just in uh, Sam's not in the sequel <laughs> that's but I'm still directing that's an exclusive right there Next. let's go to this lady the last one hello thank you so Sorry, much what is your question it's not going to be a great question I was just going to say, um, do you guys have any dream roles or something you'd like to produce in the future? And also, are you going to be at the premiere? 
I hope so. It's their <laughs> movie. Yeah, I know. I just, I just <laughs> want to check that you guys. So if no, they're I'm, not I'm the not. premiere, it's going to be really <laughs> <I'm> awkward. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I, I wouldn't bother, Fabi. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're all going to be there. Okay. As is John okay. and, and my colleagues Ben over there, uh, and the traveling picture company, and Mark, and all our team. Everyone's going to be there. It's going to be a great night. And uh, I couldn't possibly tell you what's going to happen next. It's a secret, but can I? The abominable snowman is what we're going to do. The abominable <laughs> snowman. Um, I, you know, I, it's tough to answer in the sense that there's so much that I'd like to achieve as an actor, and I think so many people I'd love to work with. And the thing is, I read script by script as opposed to like reading a story or even any character I've played before, I kind of want to do something new and challenge myself in different ways. I never saw myself being here four years at a drama school and therefore, you know, who knows where I'll be in five years. But I, I'd like to kind of keep my options open as opposed to have a goal that I'm blatantly going to fail <laughs> at at some point. I, you know, I, I like to have low expectations and everything that happens is a bonus, really. So, yeah. Uh, yes, we'll definitely be at the premiere. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yes. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> um, dream role, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> How about Hercules? Uh, I, I could play maybe the guy who cuts Hercules' hair, but I don't think <laughs> I could play Hercules. Samson. Not with, unless with a lot of CGI. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, we'd probably all go and see both of those movies, wouldn't we? <laughs> I think we would. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have run out of time, uh, but thank you genuinely so much for coming. Yeah, the you. premiere Thanks, is tomorrow guys. night in London's yep. Leicester Square, so please, if you want Pop to come down and say hello, they have confirmed they will be there, so if they're not, you can officially sue. Uh, <laughs> and the movie is genuinely fantastic. You are going to love it. It's out on April the 10th, and I'm sure you've probably already pre-booked your tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will, please help thanking me. Uh, Sam Claflin, Jared Harris, and the producer, Mr. Simon Oakes. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you very you much so for coming, much. guys. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Merci.